when most people think of the Hawaiian Islands, they imagine white, sandy beaches, turquoise blue water, sipping a Mai Tai while watching the sun dip into the horizon. Well, there's more to Hawaii than just its sand, surf, and the aloha spirit. Spirits of a different kind may occupy the Hawaiian Islands. Most visitors don't know about Hawaii's haunted history. Do you like listening to spooky stories while huddled around a campfire? Do you want to learn about the haunted hotels and the restless spirits still roaming the halls? Or why it's believed whistling at night attracts spirits of the dead? Come join me, Uncle Jared, as I cover these chilling tales on my podcast, Ghost Lore of Hawaii, Paranormal Paradise. to scare you to sleep. I'm your host, Shelby Scott. Welcome to another installment of Dark Reddit. It's hot outside, and I'm feeling a bit disillusioned with life at the moment, so let's take a trip together. Don't worry, this isn't like a surprise-guided nightmare. I just wanted some atmosphere. You may think it's hot outside, but you're wrong. In fact... We are hanging out on a hay bale, while the cool breeze and smells of fried food waft in from the Halloween carnival, and I'm about to tell you about some crazy shit I just read on the internet. So hurry up and grab your funnel cake and hot chocolate and get over here. First up was a comment by a now-deleted user. This was posted under Lari Gilgers? Gilgers? post in the Ask Reddit subreddit on June 10th, 2015. And Larry asked, what was the scariest slash creepiest thing that has ever happened to you? This now deleted user takes us on a little trip with her. Years ago, I was on a cross-country trip solo to a family reunion. I was supposed to make it to a friend's house, but there was horrible weather. It was slow moving. Then, a terrible accident happened just ahead of me, and I was stuck for quite a while. All told, I was five hours behind schedule. I was exhausted, in need of a bathroom and a shower, so I pulled into a little strip motel off a fairly back road state road. It was obviously small and dirty, but would work in a pinch. There was a window to the outside where check-in was. The guy there eyed me up. I was a then college-aged girl and asked me if I was traveling alone. I went to hand him my ID and credit card, but he insisted cash only. 
Red flags were going off at this point, but I scrounged together just enough cash and he tossed me the key. The room was dirty, barely bigger than the bed. The first thing I did was go to the bathroom. Then I flipped up the mattress. Dirty, signs of bed bugs. A moment later, I spied a cockroach. That was it. I was out. I decided I would use the parking space at least and sleep in the back trunk hatch of my SUV. I curled up, using a suitcase for a pillow and random clothes for a blanket, and fell asleep for an hour. I woke up aware of someone talking on a phone outside and glanced out to see the guy from check-in standing outside. It was now around 3 a.m. He finished up his call, then walked quietly over to my room, unlocked the door, and walked in. The lights didn't turn on, and a minute or two later, he came back out, slamming the door behind him and cursing with another guy. I hadn't seen Guy 2 enter, so I still don't know where he came from. They angrily talked for a moment, then check-in Guy walked over to my SUV. I covered up my head quickly with a shirt. After he tried the locked door, he peered in the back seat. But between my tinted windows and blending into the general mess, he didn't notice me in the hatch. The two guys walked away to the far side of the lot, talking more, the one gesturing across the street where the diner was. While they were distracted, I climbed up to the front seat and started up the SUV. They turned around in surprise as I pulled away. I called my friends back home and told them, but I didn't want to worry my family, so I said nothing to them. When I got back home some three weeks later, we figured out the name of the hotel thanks to Google Maps and called the local police. They told me the place had closed down only days before I called. Edit. Frequent question stuff. This was about a decade ago. Took place along 250, I believe, in Virginia. Place name was Mountain Top or Mountainside Motel. It was a single-story building, check-in window in the middle, tiny diner across the street, no other businesses nearby. My logic was that it was smarter than parking by the side of the road. Police took my info, never called me back, never found out anything from web searches immediately afterwards. At least one of my friends thought I misunderstood the situation, and there was a logical reason. Wasn't that terrifying? I can't imagine. I've always wanted to take a solo road trip, but stories like that make me keep chickening out. On to the next. This one is clouded in some controversy, so I can't wait to see what you think of this. This was posted in the subreddit RBI, which is short for the Reddit Bureau of Investigation, where users help posters solve things like, how did a random person in Among Us know my full name? Or, my grandfather passed away a week ago today. In the 50s, when he was a young man in the military, he stole a key from a German castle and brought it back to the States with him. We still have it. Please help me find out which castle he took it from. Well, we're not answering either of those today, although those are both real questions that you can go look up in that subreddit. Today we're here for July 31st, 2020. A now-deleted Redditor had an urgent quandary, asking, On Wednesday, July 22nd, 
a co-worker of mine abruptly up and left work before the end of his shift and hasn't been seen since. One week later, a text message is received from him containing only these three photos. Does anybody recognize the locations shown in these photos? I work at a lab that makes prescription eyeglasses in Northern Ohio. Last week Wednesday, about six hours into our 10-hour shift, around 7.10 p.m., a coworker of mine got up from his station in a hurry, left his bag with personal belongings at his desk, iPad, Bluetooth headphones, a prescription, phone charger, a book, and a couple other knickknacks, and walked out the door and didn't return. No one's seen him since. Some of my other coworkers thought he was just sick of the long hours and decided to quit, but that just doesn't make sense why he'd leave behind his personal belongings and not say anything. We tried calling him that same night, but his phone would just ring until it went to voicemail, and by the next morning, his phone was turned off. My boss said he got a hold of his mom and that she hasn't seen or heard from him, but didn't seem too concerned, as she said he had a history of living somewhat of a nomadic lifestyle in his past. She thinks he may have relapsed and owed someone money or just ran off with some girl. Apparently they aren't very close and don't have the best relationship. I know he had a history of drug abuse, but from everything I've gathered in the two years I've worked with him, he cleaned his life up after an arrest in 2014 or 2015 for drug possession and had been clean since. He always acted normal around me and seemed to be living a productive life. On the subject of the pictures, a couple days ago after work, I received a group text message that was sent to me, two of my other coworkers, and six other numbers I don't recognize. It was from him and contained the three pictures I linked. No text. I tried calling and it rang once, then went to voicemail. When I called again, it went straight to voicemail. This whole thing has me feeling very uneasy and I don't know what to think. Does anybody here recognize the location of where these photos might have been taken? I will post the photos on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter after I upload this episode for all of you to browse. Clearly, I can't show them to you here. (laughs) A brief description I can think to give is... Photo 1 is the side of maybe a stucco building painted black with a dilapidated brown shed next to it. There's a ladder attached to the shed, and beyond the shed, you can see a church steeple, or what seems to be a church steeple. It seems to have been taken at night and is slightly blurred, or it seems like there's a almost a mist in the photo, or fog, or the lenses may be dirty. Photo number two is of a very blurred sidewalk next to some almost dead grass, the way grass looks in the winter, sort of, where it's kind of green, but it's not thriving. At the bottom left looks like the big toe of a person, of the person taking the picture. Um, It looks like they quickly took a photo while walking, like they were taking a step and part of their foot got into the picture and it it looks like they're barefoot the most notable part about this picture is the large x or cross that's drawn or painted in black on the corner of the sidewalk square that they're on photo number three is of a parking lot at night facing a large spotlight with a building to the right and some sort of fencing and like a 
barrier maybe to the left of the light. Um, so I'll, I'll post those pictures so you can go take a look. I don't know if I did a very good job describing them. The advice in the comments was mostly telling the user to look at like the metadata of the photos, to check to see if it's from the cloud. I'm not an Apple user, so I don't know how to do that. Um, one user whose name is, it looks like it's mmm butter, <laughs> had major suspicions about the whole thing though. They said, not to sound insensitive, but if OP was really concerned, they would go to the police, not Reddit. The similarities to a very popular unsolved mystery and the cryptic photos, including an X on the sidewalk, make me wonder if this is some kind of ARG setup. But then again, I am generally on the lookout for that sort of thing. Hope OP will let us know if he receives any coded messages and that his coworker is okay. For those who aren't aware, ARG stands for Alternate Reality Game. They're interactive networked narratives that use the real world as a platform and employ transmedia storytelling to deliver a story that may be altered by players' ideas or actions. That's Wikipedia's definition. <laughs> anyway, they can be a ton of fun when done well. Um, some of my favorites have been, write these down if you're interested, uh, Daisy Brown, Hi, I'm Mary Mary, that's all one word, Hi, I'm Mary Mary, Ash Vlogs, and the one accompanying Ash Vlogs, but I won't tell you if you want to go look and you figure it out yourself, and The Sun Vanished, those are some of my favorites. If I ever start a YouTube channel, I would love to do a whole series on ARGs. They're incredibly creepy and can be very unnerving. I highly recommend getting into one if you're bored one night. Part of the game aspect of ARGs is that they're usually posted in places like YouTube. All of the ones I listed were published there and they count on participation from their audience. People trying to figure out some sort of mystery. Um, game, they're not really a game like you can't win, so to speak. It's more of a play along role play type thing but not role play it's really hard to explain even the wikipedia definition i just told you was a little bit confusing but look them up they're really neat um they're all like based in reality and they can get really creepy um oh but anyone can participate because they're usually for the, from what i've seen they're always publicly posted anyway Basically, M. Butter was suggesting that this post was the beginning of one of these games. And I'm just saying, Reddit, especially the RBI subreddit, would be the perfect place for an ARG. Lots of public participation and an audience hungry to solve a mystery. Anyway, our deleted user replied, I am concerned but it's a weird situation. I've never dealt with anything like this before. Honestly, this is probably the weirdest thing I've ever been a witness to. And it's not like this dude is my best friend or anything. He's a guy I work with. I totally think a missing person report should be filed, but like I said, his mom showed zero concern, unfortunately, and I don't know if she filed a report or not. I did ask my boss if we should reach out to the cops. And he said that should really be left up to his family or those closest to him, but that if the police did get involved, he'd do anything he could to help. Other than that, I don't know if it would be appropriate for me to file a report on my own. Aside from the pictures, what other info could I provide? 
Quite a few people then told deleted user that there was nothing wrong with them contacting the police as a concerned co-worker, and that they could even ask their boss to do it as well. A lot of people were now going with what Butter said, and were chalking this up to being an ARG. But some people actually did their homework, like Spider J, who said, The church in the background of the shed picture has a pretty distinctive look. If you could give us the town or area that you guys live slash work in, we might be able to use Google Street View to find out where that photo was taken and then look around that area for the graffiti mark and building in the other pictures. Also, do you remember if he was wearing sandals when he left? You can see someone wearing open-toed shoes in the second picture. If you can recall, might be helpful to determine if he took the photos or not. Edit. I have checked every single church in Ohio listed on Wikipedia, and none of them match the steeple in the picture. Closest I could find is this First English Lutheran Church, but the windows are different. So either it's not a church, maybe a school or government building, it's not listed on Wikipedia, it wasn't taken in Ohio, or OP is playing us, telling us the town would probably help us determine which of these it is. Edit number two. I have now checked every religious building and structure in Ohio listed on Wikipedia with no luck. Perhaps it's a university tower? Without more information from OP, I don't think I'll have anything else to go on. A few people replied to this saying that no one in Ohio refers to Northern Ohio as, well, Northern Ohio. That everyone would have just stated the county, city, or town name. Ohio listeners, let me know if that's true, if you would never refer to it as Northern Ohio, leading to further suspicion from RBI users. The deleted user finally answered, saying, Honestly, I felt a bit iffy about listing my location initially, but after some thought, I suppose there's no harm in mentioning it. I'm from Cleveland. Commenters jumped all over the deleted user accusing them of not really being that concerned about finding their co-worker if they wouldn't give a location. So, they replied again. I was mostly just trying to find out if anyone might have recognized the location of the pictures and figured that saying I live in northern Ohio narrowed it down enough. But when people asked for me to be more specific, I did say I lived in Cleveland. Touché, deleted user. <laughs> There are a ton of comments, some people genuinely trying to help the user find their coworker. I won't go through them all, because we have an update to get to. A few months later, on November 28th, 2020, the deleted user posted again. Update on missing coworker. I posted here back in July about a coworker who up and left during his shift, leaving behind several personal items and not telling anyone where he was going. The next day, me and several other people received a text message from him containing three blurry pics of an unknown location. I received several good recommendations on what to do, and ultimately the thread was closed by the mods. And there's a link to the original. Today, when I logged onto my Reddit account, I was surprised to see a ton of messages and chat invites. Apparently, Nexpo made a video about my story, and several people are understandably curious about any updates. I wish I could say we found him, or at least close up any loose ends, but I can't. Shortly after the thread was closed by the mods, a police report was indeed filed. However, 
In mid-September, I was one of several people that were laid off from the lab we were working at. So, if there were any updates on his case after that time, I'm not aware of them. I've done several searches of his name since I left the company to see if any media outlets reported on him, but I personally haven't been able to find anything. Understandably, many people were suspect of my story and I get that, but I assure you I have not made anything up, nor have I exaggerated details. I got some slack in the original post for not filing a police report. I realize now that, even though nobody else was willing to, I should have stepped up and done it myself. At the time, my perspective was that because I don't know this guy on a personal level outside of work, it really should be up to someone closer to him to do that. But rest assured, a report was filed. I'll try to answer any questions you guys have. The comments tore deleted user a new one. Most of RBI seemed to agree that this was all a hoax. It even devolved into someone claiming they found out that the deleted user's IP number was based in Australia and nowhere near northern Ohio. Others saying you can't find someone's IP number from a Reddit post. Some saying why would it be a hoax that the user had a pretty typical account that wasn't brand new and that they had used it for mundane Reddit conversations and posts before this was posted for years. Why would they spend years using this account for regular stuff only to decide one day to use it for a hoax about an optician just leaving work one day? Some people even accuse Nexpo, the YouTuber that was mentioned in the update, who is a huge YouTuber, by the way. I love his channel. Um, they accused him of creating the whole thing himself for more YouTube views. Deleted user had this to say. To be clear, I only created this update because people wanted to know if anything new has come up since the original post. And other than the fact that a report was filed with the proper authorities, I don't know. I'm not looking for any attention here. I haven't even posted about it on Reddit since the original post was closed. And if I intended to create some BS story for attention, I sure as hell wouldn't do it with my main account. This was a guy I worked in the same lab with and, at most, was an acquaintance. I tried to do my part in helping by posting the photos here to see if anyone knew the location. Other than that, nobody with the police or his family has reached out to me for anything. While I would absolutely love to know what happened just as much as anyone else, I'm not going to go full armchair detective and start hunting leads. It's not my place. If and when I come across something online, I'll absolutely post, but I'm not going to go down to the police station and start asking questions. If they want to talk to me, that's fine though. And that's where it seems to have ended, my friend. Let me put on my Jonathan Frakes hat and ask, what do you think? Was this fact or fiction? This next one was posted in the Ask Reddit subreddit by user Bub in a Tub on September 11th, 2016. They asked, Ask Reddit, what's the most unsettling slash unexplainable thing that's ever happened to you? User Ligamentary had a scary and very sad personal tale to tell. I had a colleague who I was close friends with. She'd come over for dinner, we'd taken trips together, ate lunch every day. One day, she called in sick. I stopped by after work to check on her. 
She was pale, and her eyes were sunken in. She didn't even open the door all the way. I asked if she was okay, but she screamed at me to get out, hurled a dish at my head, and just kept shouting unintelligibly until I'd driven off. That night, she went missing, and nobody heard from her again. Not even her husband. She just disappeared. Police searched for her and everything. By far one of the weirder things to happen to me, and the start of locking my doors and windows every night. TLDR, after looking ill and screaming at me, my close friend disappeared and was never seen or heard from again. People started replying immediately, of course, asking who Ligamentary thought did it and even accusing the friend's husband of killing her. Ligamentary replied, The husband told the police everything he knew. His story never wavered. She was acting very strange when he came home. Moments after I'd left, I passed him in the driveway. She calmed down after 10 to 15 minutes and he tried to convince her to go to the hospital. And she refused, saying everything was fine. He called the doctor and he said he'd come first thing in the morning. Doctor corroborated this. When he woke up, she was gone never seen again. They said it's unlikely it was suicide because she took her purse. Although, there was never a hit on the credit cards again. But I'd like to think she was smarter than that. It was before cell phones. Best I can guess, she met a lover and ran off with him. Tried to throw others off the trail by acting nuts. I tell myself that. But even I don't totally believe it. I can guess but not educated guess. Ligamentary had only one more thing to say in the thread, and it was addressing the husband once again. As far as how he was actually doing, he was broken. He went every time they had a lead. He was on every news station, stapling flyers in every crevice of town. He didn't remarry for the ten years he remained in the neighborhood. He kept believing she was coming home, always left the front light on, never moved her things from how she'd left them. Finally, a therapist convinced him to move in with his brother to get away from all that reminded him of the incident. We've spoken a few times since then, and he dated a few women at his brother's urging, but nothing lasted. He was never the same. Didn't laugh the way he used to, tried a myriad of different religions, looking for meaning, really tragic. Such a sad story. But you know it wouldn't be a dark Reddit episode without me throwing some sort of sadness at you. This is one of those cases that is also so frustrating because even if there is ever a resolution to what happened to Ligamentary's friend, since this is the anonymous void of Reddit, we as the watchers will probably never find out. Our last entry in this installment of Dark Reddit is quite the rabbit hole. First of all, the original entry was deleted, not by the original poster as is the usual case, but by the moderators of Ask Reddit. The original post was posted on May 14th, 2016, by a user whose username borders on a slur, thanks Reddit users, so I'm not going to say it. Anyway that person posted the question, serious, what's your 
quote-unquote unexplained experience. Some people speculated that the whole post was deleted because of the entry I'm about to read you, because people were revealing too much personal information while digging for answers. Luckily, someone had thought to save it and reposted it in the subreddit Humanoid Encounters. Get ready for this weirdness. Jimmy C. Just plain weird, not my story. Source, user, the restless artist. TLDR, met a scary man named Jimmy C., who knew everything about me, said he had planned to drown me in the ocean, and said something foreboding that had caused me to look at the license plate of every black Mercedes I've ever seen, even 10 years later. I thought I didn't remember it right. 10 years later, my ex-girlfriend showed me her journal from that day. I had remembered it exactly right. I met a man once, quote-unquote man, once, who knew everything about me, and said he'd jumped off the San Francisco Bridge many years ago, even though I met him in Tybee Island, Georgia. Story true. This has haunted me for a long time. I was about 19 or 20 at the time, and I was living in Savannah, Georgia. I drank a lot, had a crappy fake ID. I worked this terrible job as a grunt laborer, the kind where you go to those temp labor agencies like Able Body and Labor Finders. I'd show up at 4 a.m., work until 5 p.m., and drink myself to sleep, only after taking home maybe $60 for the day. I was supposed to go into work this particular morning, but I decided to skip. It's a labor agency. They'll just find somebody else. I call the girlfriend and tell her I want to go to the beach, Tybee. I had already started drinking. She comes over, we hop in my big, ugly van, pack up some rods, and head to the beach. I decided to have a drink across from the beach at this little bar. This is where the story gets interesting. Shortly after ordering my drink, I get this really weird feeling. I became hyper-aware of my surroundings. The door opens, and I see this guy walk in out of my peripheral vision. There was a seat between me and my girlfriend, but the bar was empty at like 9am, and he could have sat anywhere else. Yet, he chooses to sit right between her and I. Then he starts doing this thing with his fingers. The bar top was reflective, and he takes his fingers like two little legs and starts just walking with them skating with them on the top of the counter. This isn't something out of the ordinary, but I took notice because when I was in school, I did that all the time. I pretended I had rollerblades on my fingers and that I was skating around on my desk. I hated school and was always distracting myself, so I became kind of mesmerized for some reason. That's when he looks at me, and in this really think kind of Germanic or Nordic accent, he says, I notice you're a man who pays attention to detail. I'm also a man who pays attention to detail. Now, before I continue, I have to describe this guy. He had this short, spiky hair that was bleached at the tips, kind of like a late 90s style. He had really expensive clothes on, like a nice Prada leather jacket, nice designer jeans, really nice boots. 
he seemed like a kind of gay guy with awesome fashion sense and really distinctive taste. I always remember this because I think to myself, some weird homeless crazy guy couldn't have afforded those clothes. Anyway, the other thing that stuck out was his eyes. They were piercing gray. It reminded me of like a husky's eyes, but his pupils just stayed this disturbing pinpoint size. They were just extremely small, which caused his look to be kind of terrifying. His teeth were normal, right? But not at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. They were sharper than they should be, as if they were filed slightly. His hands were normal, but his fingernails were slightly long and pointed, as if he deliberately did it. He kept licking his teeth, too, as if he were salivating. The thing about this guy is that you look at him and everything seems normal, but off at the same time. So you're questioning if you're crazy for thinking this. This guy then begins to start talking about the relationship between me and my girlfriend, but really strangely. He's talking about how beautiful she is and how I should pay more attention to her. I was kind of a dick to her. Shortly after he began talking like this, I had this almost knowing feeling come over me, like I knew this guy was not a human. I look at my girlfriend and say, you need to leave. She just kind of looks at me like she knows too. Without a word of protest, she gets up and quietly leaves. Later, I learned she went next door to get a coffee. That's when this guy literally says to me with the utmost confidence, you were supposed to go fishing today. He points at the beach across the street. If you had, I would have drowned you in that ocean. And I shit you not, he fucking hissed. Again, for some reason, this overwhelming calm had come over me. I just ask, who are you? He answers back with this crazy guttural language, but it was really long. It sounded Arabic or Hebrew or something. I just, for some reason, without skipping a beat, and I have no idea why I was so calm to this day, ask, say it in a way that I can understand. He says, you can call me Jimmy C., I jumped off the San Francisco bridge years ago, and we've been watching you. From there on out, he never referred to himself as me or I, but only we. The conversation became something very strange after this. He was saying things like, We see you taking a bath. We wish we too could feel the warmth of the water and the comfort of the steam and other stuff. He keeps buying me drinks too, specifically whiskey sours. It was like he had an endless supply of money. He smoked Marlboro ultralight cigarettes. After I don't know how long, because I lost sense of time kind of, I told him I'm going to leave. I walk next door, I get my girlfriend, and she's stone silent. We start driving home, don't say a word. Then I just ask, do you know what that was? And she just says, that was a demon. 
This girl had parents who were scientists. She was really analytical, completely non-religious, and that was the first thing she said out of her mouth. Now, I didn't say this part before because, to me, this is the most important aspect of the story. So I'll say it now, because it's what happened after that screwed me up for fucking years. The last thing this Jimmy C guy said to me before I left is this. Look at my car. I look outside, I see one of those newer Volkswagen Beetles. It was white. What does the license plate say? I look at the plate and it literally says, Fierce. He looks me dead in the eyes and says, The next time you see me, I'll be driving a black Mercedes. And the license plate will say, Utopia. Stupid, right? That night, I was still calm. I don't know why. I felt like that guy on office space after his hypnotherapist died right in front of him and he was weirdly zen. But my girlfriend started having terrible nightmares of this guy's head just staring at her in her dreams. Weeks went by, and that's when the encounter started affecting me. I found myself becoming paranoid about that black fucking Mercedes. Every black car I saw, I checked if it was a Mercedes. If it was, I immediately looked at the license plate. I started doing it when I watched TV or movies as well. I couldn't stop. Now I'm going to fast forward a bit. About 10 years go by. I'm 29, so this is just recently. And in silence when I'm alone, when I'm drinking, I often think about this encounter. I still look at black Mercedes every time they pass, but I'm not so much anxious about it anymore as curious. And I remember that my girlfriend at that time always kept a journal. By now, I'm pretty sure that I'm insane. Maybe I was drunk. Maybe I'm not remembering any of this correctly. After years of trying to find news articles of a Jimmy C that committed suicide off the San Francisco Bridge, looking at black cars and so on, I feel like I'd grown out of it. Yet still, I had to know. So, last year I tracked down my ex-girlfriend. We ended on bad terms. I found out she's a school teacher in Wisconsin, has married a woman, and is actually trying to have a child. I figure she's not going to talk to me, but... I send her a Facebook message anyway. I ask her if she can find the journal from that day, because I have to know if her events line up with mine. Sure enough, she had it. And it contained even more detail than what I remembered, because she had literally written it at the coffee shop next door, right after it happened. The story of Jimmy C has become famous on Reddit, people constantly asking about it and posting things like, Remember Jimmy C? Remember the story of the demon Jimmy C? To restart the discussion or posting screenshots of the original post. A few months after it was deleted, on October 31st, 2016, user Yellow Rice Macaroons posted in the subreddit, The Truth Is Here. Remember the creepy story about Jimmy C and the Black Mercedes? Update. So you guys might remember, earlier this year, some Redditor posted a creepy story he swore was the truth about an encounter with some being who said to call him Jimmy C, who supposedly committed suicide by jumping off the San Francisco Bay Bridge. 
He told the Redditor that he'd be back to kill him in 10 years and that he'd be driving a black Mercedes with a license plate's Utopia. Okay, so at the time, I'd done a search for the car. I'm going to be careful here to try not to run afoul of any rules. I'll keep personal details and stuff out unless it's allowed. And found that a black Mercedes with that plate really did exist in California. Well, it was a really interesting story, so I'd done a bunch of digging and found records for it. And I discovered that it hadn't been registered with the DMV in a while, and had an expired registration, and it hadn't been serviced in a while. It was if it were just bought at the start of the year, late December 2015 to be exact, and then parked in a garage somewhere for months. I'd signed up for Carfax at the time with the car's info and completely forgot about it until I just got an email asking how the recent maintenance on the Mercedes went. So I logged in and found that on Friday, the car was taken in to get new tires put on it. Now here's what's interesting. Not only has the car apparently been registered and got new tires and thusly is apparently back on the road, but the place it was registered and taken for tires is just a short distance from the San Francisco Bay Bridge. I don't know if I'm allowed to post the actual name of the store for privacy's sake, so I'll keep that to myself until I know for sure. But I will show you the place on the map. According to Google Maps, it's a 21-minute drive. In case you missed the tidbit in the story, Jimmy C. claims he committed suicide off the San Francisco Bridge. Not a huge thing, of course, and the story might have been fake, but it's pretty weird coincidence that this car is suddenly back on the road after having been parked and with brand new tires just in time for Halloween, and that it matches up with the story. I hope you guys find this intriguing too, and that this is allowed here. Let me know if it's not. Okay, so once again, I clearly can't show you photos. I'll upload what I can to all the social medias, but even in the comments, people started doing their own digging. Everyone seemed to be coming up with the same license plate number, VIN number, location, and car model. Like, this is a real car that exists with the license plate Utopia, and it is a black Mercedes. Some people think it may be a similar encounter to those people have had with the infamous Indrid Cold. And I am so sorry if you haven't heard of Indrid Cold, I do not have time to go into it. That could take up a whole episode on its own. But if you're interested in some freaky shit, Google Indrid Cold while you're watching one of the ARGs I suggested and have yourself a real night of high strangeness. <laughs> anyway, after this post, then came a post in the paranormal subreddit by Phantom KC on June 17th, 2019, a little over three years after the original post. They titled it, I Met Jimmy C Too! Exclamation mark. Hey guys, this is my first post on here, and I figured I'd start with a good one. So, if you haven't read the post about the demon, quote-unquote, Jimmy C., I suggest you read it before reading the following post. So, it was the summer of 2010, and myself and some friends took a road trip out west to Cali to stay a week and party slash go to shows, etc. We're from Oklahoma, by the way. And we were in a club in San Francisco on our second night, and my girl and I had an argument about how wild everyone was getting, and she took off. I went looking for her, and stepped into a corner store to grab something to drink, and asked the cashier if he'd seen her. 
When I stepped out, I nearly ran into a guy who fits the description in the Jimmy C story to a T. And right away, I knew there was something evil about him. He had on all designer clothing and short, spiky, blondish hair. And yes, those eyes and teeth. His eyes looked like wolves, except darker. And his pupils were pin-sized, just like the other guy's story states. Also, he had sharp teeth like the other story. At first, I thought, great, one of those geeks who thinks he's a vampire. Until he said to me, you know, you should treat Megan better. She's done a lot for you. I nearly spit my beverage out, as I had been taking a swill when he said that. I replied, Shit! Where is she, man? Who the fuck are you? He smiled a smile that makes my skin crawl just thinking about it, and said, She's fine. Likely back at your room by now. At the sundowner. I shook my head in disbelief and became angry and nearly lost my cool on him. But I looked into his eyes and, right away, felt an eerie sense of calm, just like the other guy's story. He patted me on the back, nearly knocking me over. Man, I was glad I hadn't punched him like I wanted to when he started talking about my girl. He said, you're lucky we're busy, but next time, you won't be. You'll see us again, and if you haven't changed your ways by then, you'll wish you had. My eyes must have been as wide as they could go, and my jaw hit the floor. I asked him his name, and he said, That depends. You can call me Jimmy C, though. I nodded, unable to break his gaze. I looked behind him and could see my friend Donnie approaching with an upnod, and I upnodded back. Jimmy didn't even look to see who it was before saying, I wouldn't get too close to him. He's already fucked, and he doesn't even know it yet. And by this time, I was over this guy and more weirded out than I have ever been. I called to Donnie, who was getting close. Yo, seen Meg? He shook his head and looked Jimmy's way with that who-the-fuck look. Jimmy turned and smiled at Donnie, stopping him in his tracks. Jimmy said, Donovan, right? It's a shame you won't be around for your friend here much longer. He let out a maniacal chuckle as he turned back to me and said, We're always watching, and we'll see you again. He walked past me, headed back to the club we'd been in. Donnie was almost in tears, and I was in shock. How did he know all that shit about us? Did he know Megan? I had been with her a year at this time, and we shared everything with each other. Later, we found Megan back at the room we were staying in. She hugged me tighter than had ever been hugged, and said something that almost made me faint. Thank God! I thought you were this creeper I saw milling around earlier. He looked off. I think something was definitely wrong with him. Donnie and I looked at each other in utter disbelief. Megan saw this and shrilled, Wait, was it? I told her about the encounter, and she swore she'd never met him, but that he did look like this guy she'd seen. The craziest parts of this story? Donnie died three weeks later in a home invasion gone wrong. No one was ever caught, either. 
Also, I saw the post about him the other guy made, and I knew right away it was the same man I'd met. Megan and I split up a year later, and rarely spoke of the strange things we'd seen when we went to Cali. The Jimmy C. encounter was one of several strange things that happened on that trip. Anyways, sorry for the length. I haven't ever shared this before, and I'm sure I left some stuff out. But I know for sure it was the same guy. And I think, demon or not, he killed my buddy Donnie. Thanks for reading, and feel free to comment your opinion, or maybe if you've seen him too, PKC. The comments after this one were full of shock, awe, and I call bullshit. Some claimed to know the person who wrote the original Jimmy C story and that it was all made up. One guy claimed to be Jimmy C himself and that he was inspired by Neil Gaiman and the Men in Black to travel around just freaking people out. Three days after posting, Phantom Casey commented on his own thread and said, I made a huge mistake posting this. Now myself and my girlfriend have terrible nightmares, and he's always in them. She described him in detail, and I'd never told her about him because we just started dating. I can honestly say that I'm scared I'll run into him, and I look over my shoulder constantly, looking for him or that goddamned black car. Later on, someone asked Phantom Casey for proof, and if anyone could corroborate their story. And on August 8th, they answered. My apologies. I've been extremely busy. And then I was in a bad car wreck a week ago, and I am just now getting out of the hospital. I don't have a whole lot, unfortunately. I have been wanting to compile anything and everything on this creep since it all happened. But to be honest... He's elusive and very crafty, as you can imagine he'd have to be. I have told people the following, so I'll tell you. I know he's bad news without a doubt. I know he's the same man several people have encountered. I am not sure, however, if he is some demon or just a murderer and con man. I know he's one or the other, though. He knew things that hadn't happened yet, and that only my girlfriend and I knew. So... I don't know if that helps at all. I know, lame. Anything you may have on him is welcome. And if you wanted to sleuth this shit up, be my guest. PKC. The Jimmy C story goes deep. People have done a lot of research and compiled comprehensive guidelines for all the details. And there's even a third person who allegedly came into contact with Jimmy C. But I could not, I couldn't find their story. I did, I have to admit, I did kind of light research compared to a lot of these Redditors. Um, Since I was doing several stories for this episode, this wasn't my main one. Um, But yeah, allegedly there have been a few other posts about it. Um, If you want to look into it, uh, I I, I probably will after this. And if I have, if I find anything else, I'll update you in a future dark Reddit episode. But anyway, that wraps up another episode of Dark Reddit. I hope you enjoyed this one. This one had some more dubious claims than the other episodes. Um, But I have a feeling you'll have some fun doing more research and coming up with your own conclusions. I look forward to seeing them. You can share all your thoughts on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or even Reddit itself. (laughs) And just search Scary to Sleep, all one word, and follow the links to the show notes. If you want to speak to me personally about it, um, I, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Like I said, I, 
I did set up the Reddit page, but I kind of leave it since I know I, I've seen other podcasts, Reddit's kind of, they feel uncomfortable when the creators are in there. They use it as kind of a sound off board for being anonymous. And I feel like I'm intruding if I'm in there. So I really don't check it. <laughs> um, I know that sounds, that's probably really bizarre. It's probably a weird me thing anyway. But if you want to talk with me about it or discuss it, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, you always know whenever I announce the new episode that that uh, announcement becomes a th- the episode's like thread comment section. You can talk about it. Um, and in the show notes, I have a link to all my sources. If you go to scary I'll put a link directly to the sources page, though. And from there, you will be able to click on each of the stories I've shared here to see where they were originally posted. Um So that might help you with seeing some pictures and doing your own research, you know, start there. So sorry again for the late episode. A lot, a lot, a lot has been going on behind the scenes over here. I thought I was going to be able to tell you about a few things today, this week, Um, especially because yesterday, the day the show was supposed to come out, you, you know, as usual, Um, It didn't because some big stuff happened and I thought I was going to be able to talk to you all about it, but I can't yet because then today some things happened. Anyway, just know that there are a lot of good changes coming. No big changes to the show itself. Don't worry. The show itself is going to stay the same. Don't worry. But to things surrounding the show, (laughs) I've said too much already. I don't want to jinx anything. I've just know I've been in so many meetings. Oh my God. I've been in a lot of meetings lately. (sighs) Anyway, um, this episode you've waited long enough for, so I'm just going to let you go so that you can listen because I'm just here talking to my microphone. Uh, you need to be able to listen to this. Okay. All right. I'm going to let you go. I hope you enjoyed this episode of dark Reddit. I know these are always popular and they're really fun to research because I get to just dive deep into by the way in the research for this one i shouldn't even tell you because i'm probably going to use it for for future episodes but if you're looking for a i'm not going to say the word fun interesting uh read go to the ask reddit threads and look up anything about people who have known people who have vanished or gone missing and those threads are terrifying (laughs) and i I didn't use that many for, I did use the one woman whose friend went missing, but that wasn't even from one of those threads. That was from a different thread, but that was from an unexplainable thread. The ones though about missing people or knowing someone personally who went missing are so scary. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I'm going to go. I'm going to let you go. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Sorry again for the late episode. I feel awful. I'm going to Knott's Berry Farm on Monday and I'm going to ride a fucking roller coaster and I am so stoked about it. I haven't ridden a roller coaster in years and I'm so excited. I'm going to eat a funnel cake and I'm going to ride a roller coaster. So yeah, I will be at Knott's Berry Farm on Monday (laughs) if you need me. I don't know why I told you guys. I'm just really excited. I haven't been to a theme park in years Um, and I love theme parks. Okay, I'm going to go. I love you all. Have a good night. Go get some sleep. Sweet dreams.